side of red or switch they die Rob of the dog who loud his motorbike Looking for legends on the sunset strip With a stone cold paranormal partnership Metro Town Rick tried to sell me some crack Listen to the podcast man and take that shit back It's a legends Podcast about urban legends. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Urbane Legend. I hope you're having a nice Thursday. Tis the season. Uh, I, uh, well, this is the internet's uh, largest urban legends, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, conspiracies, myths. I think I've already said that. All kinds of stuff podcast by volume. And I am one of your hosts, Chris Flynn. And with me, as always, cheeky as ever. It's Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. What's a little bit of ODB at the start there? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Like a bit of ODB. Of course yeah. I do. A lot of it, a lot of his stuff's fairly unlistenable too, to be honest. Yeah. But um quite a taste, but you know. You yeah, a few good hits in him. He was an interesting rapper and was a an interesting character. character. He was a unique character. Um, I quite liked the episode, almost like a standalone episode about him on the TV series Wu-Tang, an American saga. Oh, not seen that. Is it good? Yeah. Imagine yeah, it, it's, not, it's not entirely true to life, but, yeah, but um, it, it sort of, of is. Sort of is. Okay. But, yeah, they do an episode about ODB, and it's basically, I think, because Riz is heavily involved with it, mm-hmm. and it's basically kind of trying to explain almost like who ODB was as a person. And it's kind of like, <laughs> like he basically, um, he's like, a, like in his mind, ODB is basically kind of like uh, sort of um, nineteen seven. It's like the whole the whole episode's like a nineteen seventies like black exploitation okay, yeah, sort yeah. of film um, where he's like just running around being crazy and taking drugs and running from the police and all this kind of stuff. There's he like, was yeah. a bit of a cartoon character in fairness, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. He's just kind of like larger than life, you know? Mm. Well, he was kind of like, his view on it was, I I always try, like, I always try and understand people, but why doesn't anyone bother trying to understand me? Do you know what yeah, I mean? He didn't he didn't see things necessarily the same way, was kind no. of his, his view. But, you know, that's artists for you, isn't it? Well, yeah, the temperamental lot. Yep, and the drugs. Yeah, and, um, and massive amounts of crack cocaine, I would imagine. But uh, I'll tell you what I, I saw yesterday, Neil, right? and um, I think it kind of shows you where we are at the moment, slightly as a con- country. Doing well, um, yeah. yeah. HMS Britannia still with forwards. <laughs> yeah, ruling <laughs> the waves, the economic waves. I was in the uh, Lidl, the cut price supermarket, nice. and... Um, I was just kind of like looking around. Um, I hadn't got in for anything particular. Uh, just got a lot of time on my hands, really. Yeah. Um, I might have a swimsuit sale or something coming on at some point. <laughs> Is that the one where they used to do all the weird kind of like... They've just got the, the middle aisle, discounted. yeah. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Well, there are none of them that are that close to me, so I don't tend to go in them that often. There's an hour down Port Slade, but... You do all your you do your weekly shop at the petrol station as we've already. Much, yeah, it's one of the <laughs> Tesco fucking express. <laughs> as we've, as we've already yeah. established, you're a petrol station man. Yeah, uh, very futuristic. Yeah, um, yeah, and and this guy came in and he was looking a bit shifty, and then he like had a bag, like a canvas bag, and then he just like went down where the meats were, and then just started filling his bag up with like eggs of lamb. Like beef joints and Definitely stuff. Definitely not a shoplifter. But like not even subtle. Like yeah, literally yeah. just spooning them in and then got up, bag over the shoulder, walked straight out straight the door. Out. Straight out. I mean, I would imagine because do you reckon they pay their staff that well? 
my view on it, like, because I was thinking, should I say something? And I was like, well, no, because A, I don't know what's going on in that guy's life, right? No. I don't know, right? And it's none of my business. Uh, second of all, he's seen from an international conglomerate, so I don't really care. Um, although it was making me think, why am I paying for my stuff? Um, <laughs> it's, it's easy. It's the consequences, isn't it? But yeah. But also, if they can't be bothered, like, hiring security staff or whatever, then it's kind of like, well, they must, yeah. they, that, like, they must save enough on security staff. That's probably written into how they do things. It's like, we're going to lose some to shoplifting, but it would be more expensive to hire someone to stop shoplifters. So fuck it. Do you know what I mean? That must be. Yeah, I mean, they all do sort of, there's all a certain amount of rights off for various reasons, but I would, yeah, I don't know why they don't have at least one security under. I would think it's as well. It's, it's sort he of might like, have just been having a barbecue. Yeah, it might have been. He might um, have been, he might have been like David, Al, David Aldi. He's like, they was out in for some meats. So, yeah. um, doing a, maybe so doing put a, it on my tab. Yeah, put it on David Aldi. Hey, don't worry. This is all mine yeah. anyway. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm doing a roast for the community. Just a bit of QA at the same time. Just make sure that high high standard still being kept <laughs> up. Um, but I've never seen it that like I'm aware shoplifting happens, and you do see like bits and bobs. But I've never seen it like that blatant. I've, I've never quite really an, seen quite an industrial yeah. scale. <laughs> yeah, I've, up I've a never seen bag. somebody blatantly do this. I do. I know it's quite common now. Um, and you can sort of tell because well, in the co-op and stuff, they've got it under like they've got it in little um, safe boxes like, well, that the they have is, yeah. to unlock at the counter. Like that's where you tell of booze. Yeah, no, exactly. Yes, that's where you can sort of tell how bad it's getting because it's the fact that they're sticking tags now on not just like very high expensive ones, but like you know tins of beans and shit. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, I've got to stick a tag <laughs> on that. Got safety, yeah. safety thing on uh, like lump lump of cheese and with a chastity belt. But yeah, I'm surprised he didn't have at least one security guard on. Oh, well, there you go. Might have been on his tea break. They might have been in cahoots. Well, uh, yeah, he just thought, you know, that's what they say, isn't three it? Three o'clock, that's when, the, you know, it all panned out. He'd come down a week earlier and just, like, case the joint and just, like, yeah. I've got a 30-second window when uh, when he goes for his tea dum, break dum, and the new one comes dum, out. Dum, 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 yeah, his head, dum, it was like Ocean's dum, Eleven. Well, got to walk in, Frank, got to be cool, got to play this cool, just walking like you own the place, walking like you Frank Aldi, <laughs> get the lamp chops in, straight out the door. No mess, seconds in and out. <laughs> he did have a stopwatch. Yeah, he did, he'd synchronised it. it was, there was a getaway driver. There was a bus getaway driver. Yeah. So. Well, he synchronised it with the bus. Yeah. Well, they say that absolute power corrupts absolutely, but so does absolute powerlessness. Well, there you so, go. So it's the other, end, it's the other end of the telescope. Little deep thought there. Yeah. Um. So we're doing a we're doing an evening recording again today, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. But for very yeah, the, the, the nights draw in. They are getting a little bit, it's getting a little chillier as well. I mean, it's a couple of weeks back, Chris. So it's uh, it really turns. We'd had quite a late summer, hadn't we? And it was, um, yeah, yeah suddenly was, cold snap. Suddenly just got that much colder. Went down about 10 degrees. That much colder. That much colder. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had to put the heating on, which means I get mm. to look at my smart meter and wonder why. Pennies and pounds going up quickly. Yeah. Yep. Oh, brilliant. Like one hour of uh, heating, 68p. It's like, well, it's quite a lot. Fair bit, yeah. Yeah, fair bit. Um, but that's that's it. That's where we live in now, Neil. Yep. Bring on global warming. That's all I say. Don't worry. It's it's, it's here, to, here to come and here to stay. I'm fairly, fairly seen, I think. Good. Um, okay. Uh, I don't have anything particular to talk about apart from the... Um, the uh, oh yeah the, 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 the thing, so the, yeah well the thing is right well I know it seems really obvious but I don't think people think about it much yeah but I kind of saw him do that and then I was kind of like you'd think that like really rich people or the people in charge or whatever would actually they'd be in, they'd be like nicer to the masses that like they'd they'd be they'd be really kind of invested in keeping the social contract. Because in reality, the only thing that stops us from just going in and, like, everyone could just do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, what could they do? If everyone just went, right, I'm not going to pay for anything anymore, I'm just going to go and take it. Right, they couldn't do anything. There'd be too, there's too many people. So, mm. like, the only thing that kind of stops it is that kind of vague social contract. But that was, that's been broken. So it's kind of, you know, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like it just seemed like. What you don't I, understand, I Chris, is it's fine to break it if you're one of the few at the top because you know this. Yeah. Because there's less of them, so you say it doesn't right. matter as much. Right. And they're rich anyway, well, so it's not going to make any difference. <laughs> you know, just want a bit more. I don't know. I kind of like. Yeah, I think the thing like when you when you very like I kind of follow the laws of stuff like as, as far as it suits me, I'll follow laws and stuff. You know. In general, like that, I think are worth it. You I, know, think like in, I, d- I think in Britain we're quite lower body anyway, aren't we? I yeah. think you know we're far less to sort of like kick off like you see like um, in France the protests you'll see on the streets and things. I mean, we did have riots in mm. like Tottenham a few years back where it really broke down, but uh, I think that's quite rare, isn't it? And they count yeah. on that. Yeah, it is. Um, but I, yeah, it, it was. Kind of, I don't know. I felt like I'd kind of seen through the looking glass. I was like, oh, you know, like the only thing stopping everyone doing that. Is convention really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if everyone in there just like everyone who's in that shop just went, do you know what? I'm just going to take what I like and I'm just going to walk out. Like, what would they be able to do? Oh, they couldn't. But at the end of that, but then again, you get to a point where um, you wouldn't have these shops anymore, would you? Because they all go out of business. Yeah. Well, then you start raising the warehouses, and then and that's how we bring about the post-apocalypse. I can finally live in the Mad Max movie. Finally. Finally. Finally, either Mad Max or Blade Runner. That was what I wanted. Um, probably Blade Runner more than Mad Max. Blade Runner would be better. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my ideal one. I mean, it would be raining all the time, which would be a bit shitty and kind of dark. It'd be kind of cool and noirish. Yeah, but you could marry a robot then. Well, yeah, that's true. That's swings and roundabouts. Yeah, program program uh, them to have the same opinions as you. So no arguments. Do you think it was raining slightly? Well, it was raining slightly. It was raining all the time in that movie. It was some sort of like you know subtle critic, you know, to be about you know the weather changing or something like that, or, or it was just like a bad September. I thought the it was. was about. I thought it was a nod to the recent hit by the Weather Girls. It's raining men. Oh, that could well have been it, actually. Yeah, Ridley Scott's a big fan was, of. That was what I saw. That's yeah. what um, that was. What was playing in my head on loop oh, of while course. I was yeah, that's the that film. famous line from Deckard where he comes out and goes, oh, "I'm going to go out and get absolutely soaking wet." Yeah, <laughs> God bless Mother Nature. Over at Gouge, winks at the camera. It's <laughs> <laughs> a dove's fly. Yeah, was yeah. that before John Wayne used to do that? Hmm? So John Wayne, I mean. He's but I, don't, I, haven't, yeah, I haven't seen much that he's done of late, but um, he's he's famous. Whenever he's doing like fight scenes, they'd be flying doves for no good reason whatsoever all, right. all over the show. And I do quite like the um, like the Hong Kong movies he did. Yeah, the gun fu. Well, I just remember there was one that was, which I think the first time I watched Hard Boiled, and um, mm. this guy just lands in a load of flour and just goes all over his face. So I know exactly what's going to happen now. Yep. <laughs> Glad all up. Um, but yeah, it's it's very over the top, very well done. But yeah, no, he famously was always doing these scenes where there'd just be doves flying around. That was like one of his stylistic flourishes. But I was wondering whether that was, I mean, probably someone would say, oh, Blade Runner copied it off of someone else or what have you. Yeah, I think that was, I think the reason why that happened is it's, um, it Actually, was a just little one wink, dove, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a little wink to the fact that um, Prince had just released a song When Doves Cry. Yeah, you see, it always goes one back. It always it? goes yeah. back to the charts. Yeah, always. <laughs> Rutger was a big fan of Prince, so uh, it's like, now we're doing. Well, I mean, like, they weren't even going to do... A crying dove. But, like, they weren't even going to do the the film Blade Runner until the, until it was a little wink to the song uh, Mr. Roboto, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> of that's course, true. Famously. Dummy arigato, Mr. Roboto. Because that had just come out, and he was reading Do Android's Dream of Electric, Electric Sheep. Sheep. And he went, oh, well... You know, if I could take the imagery from this, if I could take the vibe from this Mr. Roboto song, <laughs> Prince's <laughs> When Doves Cry and It's Raining Men and the sort of narrative arc of this book, I reckon we could be onto a fucking winner. Yeah. And base it all in Piccadilly Circus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good, um, good shout. Well, you didn't do very well financially, I believe. Didn't it? And it does. No, it was a bit of a flop, but it became a massive cult classic on video and whatnot afterwards. But I think part of it is where they lost confidence in it and they put a load of voiceover over the top of it. <laughs> this famous thing where um, 
there's this famous. Well, this is what it sounds like with dust. So I've only really ever seen the sort of because the, the you know the director's version came out like a little bit afterwards. I've only ever really seen that version, but the original theatrical. Well, actually, no, I think for a month they had the, the director's cut, if you like, whatever you want to call it, or, or similar to. But then they forced them to put out a version with um, a load of voiceover to explain what was happening. Really? And, like a yeah, exp- Harrison Ford expedition. deliberately did it as bored as possible and it's really poor. It's like, now I'm going to explain what I'm thinking. <laughs> was thinking maybe he was thinking that about life all along. And you know, just, you know, in, you, ca- I, just in case you didn't know, she's yeah. a robot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just did it as, as badly as possible and they just put it in anyway. Fuck it. Right. And it just sort of flopped after that. But. Uh, they weren't ready for it. Anyway, help classic now. So, are we are we talking about uh, cyber futures today, Neil? Or something no, we're not. That's got that's inspired me. Now we're going we're going back in time. Back into History. time, time, time. We've done time. a few historical ones recently, haven't we? So yeah, yeah. we're um, we're sort of between Scotland and New York. So it's, it's actually it's, it's a New York. So we've got a we've got a Scottish. We're between pirate. Scotland and New York. Yeah, we've got a Scottish. So what like the Azores? Well, no, no. So New, New, we're in New York. Right. Um, but this Captain Kidd, who's a sort of Scottish pirate. Heard of Captain Kidd. Yeah, he's, I think he's quite a famous one. He is. Looking, I've got a few articles here, so let's see which one I... Um... So, what's yeah. the, what, what are you naming it? Um, the, Cap- the Captain Kidd saga? The buried treasure of Captain Kidd. There we go, that's what we'll call it. So, the buried I was treasure looking, of looking Captain around Kidd. For, um, for some herbalogy, some it was a little bit different. And uh, yeah, there's one around. So, so New York urban legends, and it's the usual ones. I think. I think I can't remember where we did the um, sewer alligators. I mean, we, took, we did Cropsey, Yeah, that was it. That's all we've done for New York. Because the other ones were like, I remember looking at mole people, and actually, it's just like uh, houseless people who are having to live in sewers and stuff, and it wasn't fun. No, no, yeah, been another one of our ones where we just get halfway through and get quite depressed. Yeah. Um, I don't know, we could have a look at the Bat Boy or whatever it was on Weekly World News. We'll probably just find it was a photo on Weekly World News. They've been docked. <laughs> There's nothing more to it than that. But it's quite um, a lot. Of, there was, they, they did drag that out for about 15 years. Yeah, so. they got plenty of coverage out of it. It's probably sold a few copies. Um, I mean, we, we should definitely do the sewer alligators at some point because there's okay. quite a bit to that. Um, I thought we'd done it. It's one of these things where my, as always, my faulty memory makes me think we've covered these things and we haven't. No, not I know we've, we've talked about it off off pod, if you like. But, Have we? Um, yeah. Okay. It was probably just one as a... You remember Early Doors? We got that book and we thought we were going to get a load of stuff out of that. Oh, right. It, out, it wasn't really much to it. I can't remember no. what it was called, but you reckon we had like a... It was, it was back when that, that brief period where we thought we put some effort in. So we we got some actual re- reference material. Um, I yeah, it was I don't know. Some yeah. guy, I think he's been on like. Um... Yeah. So what it was, it, yeah, it was um, it wasn't what we were looking for. Yeah. Let's put it that way. It was more. It was more a collection of uh, stories that people had written into newspapers. Yeah. And then him critiquing them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sound like the kind of thing we'd do. <laughs> Absolutely not. Definitely didn't rip off his whole shtick. Um as poorly as possible. Because yeah, he'd been on like he did like chat shows and things like that, didn't he? But anyway. Um Yeah, but you'll be on a chat show one day now. It's true. Won't you? Wogan yeah. or something? Oh, I'd love to be on Wogan. Oh did. Here's a lovely, take here's a lovely young me. man who talk, likes to talk about the ghosts and the ghoulies. Here he is, it's Mr. Neil Herbert. What led you to that, Neil? Um, so, okay. why are you why are you into all this bollocks? <laughs> Not really, something doing it. Keeps keeps us busy at the weekends. Um, so, Captain Kid in New York City. So, I'm going to mm. start with Captain oh. Kid in New York City. Nice. Bam. Actually, that very much goes along with the theme of this series, doesn't it? We're getting where uh, cock rock. We're cock rocks. <laughs> superstars this this this, this go round. Certainly not rock cocks. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Well, I'll just you know let's wait and say. So Captain Kid you see. So yeah, I'm gonna maybe, go with... maybe in my maybe in my teenage years. Well yeah. Um so yeah I'm gonna go with Burrows of the Dead. Um just the first one it just talks Burrows a little bit about of the his... Dead. Yeah imagine that. Wow. Um Captain Kid New York City he lived in Wall Street, a Turkish carpet on his parlour floor, casks of Madeira in his cellar, 
His tall house had scrolled dormers and fluted chimneys, which ship-seeking New York Moorage sought out as landmarks. Family man, end of Trinity Church. Sorry. Do you know why it's called Wall Street? Uh, no, I don't, actually. It's because oh. that used to be the street where the wall was, which uh, delineated the northern boundary when it was still a kind of fortress. Mm. There you there go. go. Now, now our house of finance. And now, yeah, now it's just a, they've got the world's highest density of cunts outside yeah. of the city of London. Yeah. <laughs> also, the Houses of Parliament. No, put your poison all, yeah, exactly. He's pick, pick, yeah, yeah. Or my flat. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to, yeah. Not going to, uh, I'm not going to suggest otherwise. It'd be foolish yeah. to. We're aware of our own shortcomings. Well, some of them. Um, not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. No, there's a few too many blind spots, frankly. But yeah, hey, the yeah. podcast's still going, isn't it? So it's clear, yeah. Yeah. clear evidence yeah. that we're not. <laughs> unable to grow or learn. <laughs> you get over this at any point? No. Not. Just doing our spite now, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, so, the name Captain Kidd evokes images of pirate law, tall tales, and taller ships. Whoa! <laughs> Larger-than-life figures roaming the high seas. Roaming the high seas? I don't know why I'm reading it like this, but I think I might carry on. I think it's pretty good there, Neil. Creatures of myth like Captain Morgan. Is he the fellow that did the run? Yeah. Yeah, good. And Blackbeard, who were also real people. They were. So, what was it? Uh, Blackbeard was called... Something Todd, was it? No. William, William Pitt the Younger. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was a parliamentary <laughs> Dickens, yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't pirating about. No, I can't remember his name, but he did have one. I can't remember, but I thought, yeah, probably. he did have a name. Um, well, it wasn't, wasn't William Blackbeard, probably. No, I, uh-huh. I do remember hearing about this, but, um, yeah. Well, tell, don't teach or something. Oh, that rings a bell. I, I can't remember, but yeah. Problem is, it's one of those kind of facts that I'd look up and instantly forget two minutes later. It's just not that important. Edward Teach. Like, Edward Teach, there you go. William, Te- William Pitt, the younger, Edward Teach. Yeah. Well, Edward's short for William, isn't it? Of course. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Or, in England. Or, or like, maybe, maybe not in or, America, but in Neddy. England it is. Yeah. Or Frank, yeah. Um... And he did teach, didn't he? He teached how to pirate. Taught fear. <laughs> teach beards. Taught, taught you better give up your booty if you wanted to. <laughs> Survive bow, 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 wow. Give up your booty on the poop deck. <laughs> My cannon's oh. getting real hot. Oh, it's going to be on those episodes. Um, <laughs> it's this one, but yeah, it's, it's going to do it. I'm fast behind. There's not, it's not much to uh, that. Hell. Me heart is. I had a terrible noise. Like, um, right. Oh, yeah, as, soon as, you, as soon as you did, as soon as you decided on the pirate one, Neil, you must have known subconsciously this is what oh, yeah, was no, going. Just, I knew it was going to happen. That's fine. That's going to thrash it out. Right, Captain William Kidd is rarely synonymous with phrases like Wall Street or Trinity Church or even New York, and yet he was all of those things. Mm. He was born in Scotland, 1645. Hey. Came a sailor early in life. Where in Scotland? Oh, doesn't say. Well, for fuck's sake. I want to say if he's a. Um, Dundee. I've just looked at another article. Dundee. So I wonder Dundee. if he supported Dundee or Dundee United. Oh, who knows? Never existed at that point. They've always existed. That's true. All time. Um, yeah, he didn't move to New York until he was well into his forties. Um, oh, nice. He married a wealthy widow. I'm, there's three articles. Well, I'm an, an autumn romance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm planning on. I'm in my 40s. I'll move to New York and marry some widow. Sounds all right. Be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah, wealthy one. Sure, they'd welcome you with open arms in the Hamptons or whatever. I don't want to go to like the cut your chip. I'll, um, I was thinking more like Harlem. Okay. Or, or the Bronx. Queens, maybe. That's another area of New York. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yonkers. Yeah. That's one. Staten, Staten Island. Staten Island, yeah. 
Hang around with Pete Davidson. I believe he comes from there famously. And ODB's ghost. Yeah. Fun times were had by all. Right. <laughs> At that time, I was hanging around with Pete Davidson's and ODB's, yeah. <laughs> ODB's ghost. Yeah, I mean, this is all just mainly going on about properties that he earned on Pearl Street and Wall Street. So he didn't even have a house on Wall Street. So there's, there you go, there's something. I'm going to sort of... I mean, what you've got to remember is he was killed, killed, right, murdered yeah. by the government. We'll get, we'll get on to that. But he was killed in 1701. So you've got to remember, when you're thinking of New York, right, back in like 1680 or whatever, when he owned all these properties, it wasn't quite the Manhattan that you think of today. They'd only just built the Empire State Building. That's how, that's how old he was. <laughs> And the Statue of Liberty was still a delightful bronze. Yes, a lovely shiny bronze. They hadn't even uh, ploughed down all of the poor people and African-American people's uh, neighbourhoods to make Central Park yet. No, that would come very, very soon. Uh, coming soon. Just let, let them get settled. <laughs> what do you think of that... Um... Like five points here happened. You've seen that Scorsese movie. No, I didn't bother. He was decent enough. Um yeah. I never quite could um Well it would be after the famine, wouldn't it? So it'd be like eighteen fifty. Yeah, I think that was, that was early that was early nineteenth century. Um so yeah, it would be a good hundred years after this. But it was still mm. pretty pretty moody. Yeah, that's no, a decent enough watch. I mean, probably his old DiCaprio was a bit too he's sort of grown into it a little bit more now, but uh, yeah. He just always seemed like quite baby-faced for those kind of roles. Yeah, I don't like him as much as most. He's all right. I think he's, um, yeah, I don't know. I've grown to uh, at least tolerate him. That's good. He's a decent, well, I think he's a decent enough actor, do you know what I mean? He's, um, but yeah, it's not exactly when they first sort of touting him and it's like the new De Niro. So I'm not convinced about that. Because De Niro now just does loads of like raunchy, shitty comedies and stuff like that. So yeah, he's, quite he's the new De Niro. Yeah. He's like, well, if you think that's what De Niro is, wait until you see. <laughs> Let me. Granddad <laughs> says fuck or whatever that thing was called. Bad granddad. Or... I think it's yeah. literally called something like bad granddad. It is, yeah. Bad grandpa or something. Anyway, yeah. Not seen that either. No, no, no. I don't really no, watch no, films. No plans to watch any of that. Yeah. Stick stick with Godfather 2 and other classics. Um, I only like number three. Don't like the yeah, other two. Yeah. Yeah, no, number three is the best one, as we all know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One's quite amusing, though, because they've got the horse's head in it. That's just... Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's, that's always a good for a few guy laughs. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, this is basically saying that he, um, you know, he needed to keep up with financial demands of keeping his wife, so he had to go for a bit of pirating. Why did um, he need to keep up with financial demands of his wife if she was wealthy? Well, yeah, there's wealth, do you think? Well, whenever they, no, no matter how much you have, Chris, you always want more. So yeah, for whatever never reason, too much. Oh, no, here we go, here we go. For whatever reason, whether to keep up with the financial demands of keeping his wife and two daughters in society's trappings and finery, oh. or merely because he had pangs for the sea, he obtained a new privateer's licence in 1695 and took out to sea again. So um, he... Um, ill-fated voyage. So he was quite well to do. Oh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't... I mean, a lot of these... Like, if you were captain of a ship, mm. you were probably, like, going to be reasonably... Well, if you've got enough money to have a ship, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You're probably reasonably well off and reasonably ship educated set. and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the case of, for all of uh, yon pirates, but, yeah. And it was, yeah, they were crewed under a no-plunder, no-pay policy, so you can imagine that. It's just like... So we're going to move over now to um, historicuk.com. Gives us a little bit more sort of facts about privateers. So, 16th and 17th century, privateers enjoyed a successful trade around the world. There were warships that were privately owned but had government permission to attack enemy ships and would then share any booty with the government. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Government have always got their hands on my booty. Yeah. Unless you give them a taste. I mean, because basically... That's why we keep having by-elections. They're, they're licensed pirates, aren't they? Oh. oh, Neil. Never a truer word said. Oh. Oh. Just like the 
parrot look. Mm. I'll have another rail, please, love. <laughs> now, Captain Kick can be said to be the most unfortunate pirate ever to sail the high seas. Oh, dear. For it was his bad luck to sail as a privateer pirate just when the rules changed and he became an outlaw. So he was born in Dundee, Scotland, 1654, son of John Kidd, a seaman. Became a sea captain and emigrated to New York in the 1680s and then he met that, that wealthy widow. And then there's a war between England and France in the 1690s, and he became a privateer in charge of the Blessed William. Blessed William. Yeah. Named after himself, weirdly. Entirely possible. Yeah, or possibly William of Orange, I don't know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, or Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Actually, that's the most likely one, isn't it? He really liked that, um, that sketch with the, was it, more cowbell? Yeah. You seen that one? No. It's quite good. Okay. He just plays cowbell over the song. Okay. It's pretty good, isn't it? That is good. Yeah. It's, you do you know what? It, it's ship naming good. Yeah, that's how good that is. It's a good sketch. Um, yeah, anyway, defending American and English trade routes with the West Indies. Well, I think it's just a lot of people just robbing each other up, to be honest with you. Yeah. Wondering the countries thereof. Um yeah, so he got commissioned by the um, English government. He was supposed to be getting rid of pirates, but it was understood, not in the wink, that, uh, yeah, if you want to steal up anything that's belonging to the French, then by all means, fill your boots. Yeah. No skin off our nose. And Napoleon knocking about. And, they're very much the Wagner group of their day. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm getting confused here. Yeah, would have been well before the kind of Napoleonic Wars, but yeah, um, well I mean, we pretty much dead, was having some sort dead of, before them. Yeah, been like eighteen uh, ten or so, but uh, but yeah, I think there's always there's, there's like maritime wise, there's always been a bit of a barney between yeah, the English and the French because um, we're frenemies. Yeah, respect each other really. Um, Right, he wasn't very good at finding pirates, Chris. No, oh, no. And the mood of his crew turned ugly. Mutiny was in the air, and his crew forced him to turn pirate himself. I mean, I thought he already had a privateer's license, but whatever. Um, anyways, they they robbed the Paquidar merchant, as the ship was called. It was rounding the tip of India. They attacked and took the, the ship. The cargo was silk, muslin, calico, sugar, opium, iron, and saltpeter mm. of 70 grand. Not too shabby. Not too bad. Got gunpowder there. Yeah, exactly. Um, they renamed it the Adventure Prize, and uh, his own ship was leaking. So he wasn't a very good captain, by the sounds of things. No. I yeah. mean, less unlucky and more sort of not Just understanding that bad a, a, a ship needs sort of regular maintenance checks. Yeah. I mean, it might have happened in the battle, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, but anyway, unfortunately, it's been two years since he'd done his voyage, and uh, the English were a little bit happy, less happy about piracy at this point, shall we say, or to stamp it out, and it was now a criminal act. Um, he'd been deemed a pirate by the time he rocked up in the West Indies in 1699. The American colonies were gripped by pirate fever. Pirate fever. Do you reckon they're all... That's because that um, Johnny Depp movie had come out and everyone thought it was yeah, funny, that's funny it was. initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was quite good and then they did the same performance about 20 times and it all got a bit tiresome. Yeah, and then Russell Brand copied it and touched loads of women inappropriately. Oh, I thought you. Uh, I thought you'd said um, oh, the other Russell, the um, the Bro. act. Yeah, exactly. I was going to think. I can't remember those allegations coming out about him. Yeah, no, I've just remembered who you mean. Uh, yeah, that's no, probably. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, would you be surprised at anyone these days? But, um, nope. Yeah, I think if it happened to like Michael Palin, that'd really sadden me. <laughs> That's the one I, I wouldn't be surprised at that. <laughs> and everyone's going, well, the thing is, like, he was doing it in place. Oh, well, so. grab your hands paling. <laughs> no, it was an open secret. Oh, no. <laughs> he just seemed so nice in the bunk. Like, I can't, don't, don't say that about him. No, well, that's the thing, right? When you met him, he was all smiles, but he was dead behind the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the one that would surprise me, and I'd be disappointed about. But, yeah. That's the only one. I'm sure there's more if I thought about it, but can't bothered. Yeah, don't matter. No, it's just you know, you, you, it's it's yeah, whatever. Let's not get into it. Um, nope. Anyway, um, I liked the thing in the Onion uh, 
when Russell Brand stuff came out and they had a headline saying like 80% of Americans already thought Russell Brand had um Russell, Russell Brand. Brand had been a like had been arrested for sexual yeah. misconduct or whatever. I assume you don't really hear see any movies with him anymore because he got yeah, got into trouble with the whole Me Too um maneuvers, but uh, yeah. Me too? No, no, no. That's very much not the opposite. <laughs> yeah, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, we've not come in rusty at all, have we? We've come <laughs> in our gates, firing on all cylinders. <laughs> uh, tell me I haven't done this for a few weeks. Right. Anyway, where are we? Captain Kidd's doing something in the West Indies. Um, yeah. So he's got got a pardon from the English authorities for his actions, forced, forced to piracy by his crew, he's south of Boston, stopping along the way to bury booty on Gardner's Island and Block Island. Mm. So we'll come back to that in another in another article. They've got, they've got, we, I'm saving the sassiest right up to the last press. We'll I'm not hearing it. much urban legend yet, Neil, I'm being honest. This, look, it's a hit sort of a history of piracy, <laughs> like a really potted history really of piracy at the moment. <laughs> Like, the really surface as well. Yeah. And kind of, you know, just... Okay, we'll, we'll go... Right, we're going to... We're gonna... Right. Well, we're pulling out the big guns now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is yeah. going to backfire at all, like Captain <laughs> Kidd's last voyage. So, um, we're going to go over to... This is Lynn Gibson, her, her website. Got 52 subscribers to her YouTube channel, so I'd encourage everyone right. to sign up for that. More than um, we but she's got. written a, a nice little article. Well, hey, exactly. What have we got? Two or something? Or naught? We've got about three, but that was. Is that you? Your mum, no, that no. You haven't subscribed to us. Oh no. Another is my mum. Oh, another is my. That was <laughs> the subscribers we've got are from prior to this. Oh, that uh, was when you were running it as your own channel. That was when I was just running it as my own thing. Yeah. yeah. And you thought, oh, great, I'll use this and get these and get the old subs up. No, I just, me I just couldn't be bothered starting another channel. No, it's really fucked, frankly. Yeah. You reckon if you get another sort of 10 years of this, then um, you will get a, a special little package from Google and it'll just be like, you know, a brown, a brown one. It's just like, you know, this is you got a wooden spoon. I think they'll probably just send us like a revolver, with, a re- revolver <laughs> with one bullet in it. Yeah. And our name, our name, our name carved on it. <laughs> we'll do the right thing. There's a note saying, you know, we we can you can either take this in hand yourself, or we can, you know, <laughs> best. You know, this is Google. You best to you best do. It's for your own good, lads. Right. Okay, so Captain William Kidd began his career as a privateer. I mean, that's immediately false, I believe. Captain <laughs> first, wasn't it? Anyway, it wasn't, wasn't long before he's rolling around in so much loot, he's having to hide it here and there. It didn't take long for folks to turn on him. Seems mm-hmm. he was having a hard time keeping his own crew in line. Another story for another day. Well, right. Sure we pulled it up then. We've already heard it, yeah. A bit withholding, but there you go. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, who he just that Bobby segment. Anyway. <laughs> that's another story for another time. Yeah. What? <laughs> don't know why I pulled it up, really. Anyway, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you just tell me? No. I've only got two stories. Anyway, Kid was brought to trial, and he wasn't even allowed to defend himself. That's for himself. the second date. <laughs> yeah. But there's not going to be a second date, so he might as well tell me. You want to hear my good Captain Kid stories, you're going to have to, yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to stop putting out. Well, yeah. I'm all right, actually. <laughs> Get a bus home now, yeah? Do you need to tax you or anything? Well, actually, the bus is coming, isn't it? So <laughs> It's half seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a late night. Uh, he's, he's oh God! Kid. I've got. Oh God! I've got to be up in twelve hours. <laughs> he was found guilty of something that a lot of folks say wasn't even a criminal act. The gist of his story is that he dies pissed off, wealthy but pissed off. Well, just shows you that money can't yeah. buy you happiness. <laughs> money can't buy you an easy death. Um, so I'm going to take a detail from this story just to tell you about Captain Kidd's execution. Right, so we're jumping, we're jumping all over the place. place. It's no rules. Lynn didn't care. She's like With Inception. Her. Well, she's very much she's sort of like piloting this story around the high seas and just you know like a like a little captain kid herself, just 
not caring for the captain kid of blog posts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pissed <First> off. <laughs> I told you it was sassy. So first off, I'll say that in his last futile attempt to save his neck from the gallows, Kid writes a letter to the House of Commons stating if he was cleared of all charges, he'd lead them to his loot. The amount of one hundred thousand pounds this year. One hundred thousand pounds. That's not too shabby for in weight or in pounds. Um, I believe it's English pounds. English pounds. Yeah. Anyway, they didn't buy it apparently. Fuck off. So May to yeah. Just walking around money for us. Yeah. House of Commons. Um, on May 23rd, 1701, he was liquored up, then put in a cart where he'd be wheeled into town amongst a bloodthirsty population. He was led to the gallows, the noose tightened around his leg. But guess what, Chris? When the lever was pulled, the rope broke. Oh, that's a um, terrible, terrible design error. Yeah. Oh, no, what have I done? Oh, no. I, thought, I thought when you pulled the lever, you wanted the rope to break. I've not tied the knot properly. Oh, this is, a, this is embarrassing. <laughs> When the trap door opens, he gets a pint. Yeah. No. This, this is the last day a cup of tea and a little noose. That's, oh, no. <laughs> they fell into the mud. I've heard a rumour, I don't know whether it's like once or three times, something like this, but supposedly if you were going to be hung by the hangman and if they got it wrong a certain amount of times, then they were supposed to release you or something. I'm sure that's... An, Talking of urban myths, I'm sure that's an urban myth, but I'm sure I've heard that. So you've heard that story? Not story, but that that thing. Um, it rings a bell. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is the reason why I've... I don't know if it ever happened, but... From a very young age, I've just um, worked on getting incredibly thick neck muscles. Yeah. But none of the rest of my body, but just the neck muscles so that I could potentially take advantage of that loophole. Well, you know that when they inevitably bring back capital punishment, which, let's yeah. face it, probably like in the next six months in this country. No, so what's going to happen is Labour will get in um, and then they'll be, because of all the wars in the world, they won't be able to fulfil their entire mandate. During that time, Nigel Farage will be will rejoin and be made leader of the Conservative Party yeah. And then, so the next election, they'll get back in on a very much FIFA vendetta style uh, nice. ticket. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think that's my prediction. Yeah, I imagine that. That sounds fairly accurate to me. Um, but yeah, I would imagine yeah, you'd be the you'd be the one to sort of like lead to that being uh, reenacted and the first to have it carried out. And in fact, for them to bring back, I don't know because they don't do. I'm not sure. There aren't that many countries that still have capital punishment, are there? But they tend no, to be quite like a lot about half. Oh, is that many? Yeah. Shows what I know. Half the countries are alpha enough for it. Yeah. Nice. Not like us. Yeah. Fuck about and find out. That's what they say in their constitution. Um, talk, talk shit, get, sm- get smacked. Yeah, that's a that's good basis for legal policy. Um <laughs> Well, how's it, is it going to placate the anger of the, the mob? <laughs> if not, then I don't think it's going to work. It's not good policy. Anyway, um, lick it up, put the car, tried to hang him. In uh, the mud. In the mud. So dragged him back up. Where he's... was this hanging happening? I was going to say it's in Tyburn, because I didn't, didn't say. Tyburn in London. It's it's light on facts, is this. It's it's heavy on sass, but light on facts. Is this blog post. <laughs> I'm not even sure this all happened. But um, anyway, they dragged him up, hung him properly this time. He, his body hang, hung there, according to tradition, as according to tradition, until three tides had washed over his corpse. Do you reckon that was only for pirates or, like, people of the sea? What? The th- uh, well, he, he was hung there for until three tides had washed over his corpse. Oh, OK. Um, well, I guess it's quite hygienic, isn't it, rather than, like, you see the people being hung outside desert towns or something. Although then I guess you've got carrion birds that'll pick the bones clean. So. Well, I mean, they're, they're not done with him yet. Either so way. By that time, after the three tides, he was declared dead and taken down from the noose. But that wasn't it, y'all. <laughs> Kid's body was then tarred and crammed into a steel cage. The cage hung at the harbour as a warning as to what happened when you screwed up in that neighbourhood. He was just to say... He was being London. Uh, yeah, it was in London he was hung. And he was gibbeted. 
near Tilbury in Essex. Oh. So that's where he had the tides wash over him. Oh, okay. And his corpse remained in the spot for over two years until the birds and insects had rendered his remains nothing but bones. Hmm. Well, you know, you that's go. good, though. Don't waste anything. Solid advertising. Um, Don't okay. be pirates! Yes. <laughs> Look what happens! Unless we ask you to, because we like it at the time. And then change our minds. Yeah. Okay, just wanted to put that out there. So anyway... Legend has it that Kid buried 21 chests of silver, gold, and precious jewels in a swamp on Bedloe's Island. This is where it starts to get interesting. Oh, and this is just in case you are still clinging on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank fuck for that. <laughs> well, you know, and it's not just me saying that. That's Lynn Gibson. So, you know, I'm backed up by a heavy hitter here. Yeah. A one few the, years one later. Of the big, one of the big dicks of the earth, yeah. Captain Kidd's school. Oh, yes. BDE. So, a few years later, Fort Wood was built on the same island. Well, everyone knew that there's pirate booty buried somewhere on this island, so you bet your sweet asses they've been looking at it for a while, looking for it's it a for a while. booty and asses and stuff yeah. going on. It's good, so I like it, I like that. Well, these two soldiers wind up being assigned to Fort Wood, and they know they're going to find this buried treasure. Yeah, metal detectors. Yeah, detectorists, like you were talking about last week. Yeah. So, in 1825, Sergeant Gibbs and Private Carpenter spend most of their nights sneaking out into the swamp looking for this treasure. Mm, is, this, is, this, is this Gator County? Sounds like some kind of Laurel and Hardy setup. Yeah. After a while, they go and consult with a psychic, and she tells them where to dig. Good. So they wander out into the, the swamp the, in the dark. The, the, the pre-electricity metal detectors. Yeah. See, I wouldn't have gone for. I wouldn't have gone for a psychic. I would have gone would for not? a. a a uh, diviner, yeah, you know, with the two, so you might just find it, you're just gonna find a well or something, or ley lines, yeah, yeah or ley lines. It's too much spooky energy going about. You don't know. <laughs> it's too, there's, too, oh, there's too much noise, there's too much noise, yeah. it's just crossing over constantly. So anyway, they, they, they dig and they find the spot. So they didn't have a map with an X on it, unfortunately, but there you go. No. Anyway, then sometime just after midnight, the entire fort was woken up by this blood-curdling scream. Oh. So the guards haul ass in the direction of the chaos. Towards the booty. After stumbling around in the dark for a while, they finally locate Carpenter. The private was freaking the hell out. Oh, for fuck's sake, Carpenter. Oh. What is it now? Right, we got Why? Why are why are you out here, Carpenter? Why why are you freaking why are you the hell in the out? swamp with Gibbs? Why why are you what two are you doing? Two Look, we've got a don't ask, don't tell policy. But <laughs> enough of this Scooby Doo shit. Enough of the Scooby Doo shit. You know, if you want to do some swamp boggling or whatever you guys yeah. call it, that's fine. But you can do it in your tent. Less blood curdling screams, yeah. No one minds. Look, there's not a woman for miles. We're all doing it. Yeah. We well, could have just come to the party. <laughs> could have just come, come to, to the eyes wide shut all, all soldier all male soldier party that <laughs> we're holding in the commandant's hut. You yeah, your choice. Anyway. But you have to go you have to, go, have you have to, to hang go, around in the swamp. We have to hang around in the swamp. Hey guys, look. I'm not yucking your yum, yeah? yeah. But if you could just keep it down. The party was just getting swinging. Really hard to keep it like that when you've got a blood-curdling screen coming out. Of the <laughs> really hard to, guys, it's really hard to keep it up when you're a blood-curdling screen. I mean, not for Todd, if anything, that encourages him. Yeah, good old Todd. Again, Todd, not yucking here. Okay, mate? <laughs> Most people feel a bit differently. Good for you. You like your Todd, Todd, had, Todd had a horrific Todd had a tough ch- childhood. Todd had a horrific childhood. Todd, Todd sees things differently to the rest of us. He's an angel of a man, and I won't hear a word said against him. And he can go like a traction engine. Oh, as long as you can, as long as there's a scream in his ear. Right. So the private was freaking. <laughs> up back someday. The private was freaking the hell out. He was trying to explain what happened, but he was in such a mess, he's just babbling incoherently in between screams. After a while... sounded something like that. They finally calmed down a little, and he led them to the dig site to find Gibbs laid out on the ground unconscious. Uh-oh. 
No, oh, here we go. Snooze juicer, is he? Oh. One of the implements. Once they get Gibbs to uh, wake the hell up, two oh. treasure hunters start telling the other soldiers about what happened. Well, wake the fuck up. They'd only dug a few feet down when they found a wooden box. Mm. But just as they were about to claim their fortune, a terrifying creature appeared. Oh. Gibbs described it as a demon with black skin, horns on its head, giant wings, and a barbed tail. Oh. That was but, Todd. <laughs> yeah. It's just, just, just Todd's just outfit. Todd. Just Todd his party outfit. Don't worry about it. But Carpenter said it was red, didn't have wings, but it moved around crazy fast, even though it didn't have any legs. Right. At that point, Carpenter said, damn this, and hauled ass. Yeah. It's a lot of hauling For, ass in the hall. Hey, that's haul ass. Yeah. Forget the booty. Gibbs stood frozen in terror. He swore it was the spirit of Captain Kidd who breathed sulfur in his face before throwing him onto the ground and snatching the wooden box from the hole. Mm-hmm. They searched the area, never found the wooden box or a demon. Surprise. Not for two there, Chris. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> they slope back to their party. Yeah. Apparently, Kidd took his treasure with him when he disappeared, but he does return to the area, and I'm guessing he's visiting the rest of his buried treasure because there's definitely more hidden there stated in his letter to the House of Commons. Just, yeah, his true letters. Now that I told you that, I'll tell you this. Um, again, I'm reading all this out. Later yeah, on... No, that was, that, no, because that would have been a really weird way to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a weird, weird way to write an article as well, but yeah, fair play. Again, like, but now that I've told you that, I'm going to tell you something else. Like, like Todd Lynn plows her own thorough and good luck to her. Um, now that I've told you that, to tell you this. Later on, Bedlow <laughs> Island would be renamed as down as Liberty Have you thought Island. that maybe, have you thought maybe, because um, I like the way you say that, have you thought about maybe having that as your catchphrase? Yeah. Go on. Like, get, just no, get, I told you, you that, to tell you this. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Perfect. I'll work That's... on it. I'm going to try, try and polish that up, see if we can try and make it sound a bit more natural. And now that I've told you that, I'll tell you this. The wife. <laughs> So, yeah, Liberty Island, where the famous one with the statue, of Liberty, not at the time, obviously. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Famous Irish statue. So, apparently, um, beyond the legend of Captain Kidd's buried treasure and the entity protecting it, there were rumours of three other pirates that hanged on the island are also buried there. And apparently, he guards the base of the Statue of Liberty, Captain Kidd, today. So, why is he, why is he guarding that? Right, because there was three well, other got, got treasure hung there. So he's got treasure there as well. Supposedly, I'm surprised he's not like haunting Essex or London, really. Well, supposedly he buried it in America before, because he. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. know that but he, he was killed one London. in the Gardner family's garden, or garden in the Gardner family estate, because mm. they actually um, the government sort of dig that Found back it. up. He's one of the few where there they was genuine buried treasure to be found. Um, mm. There's rumour that he, he buried some on Liberty Island as well. Um, anyway, so, so the ground that Lady Liberty's standing on is infested with the ghosts of at least four pissed-off badass pirates. Badass. There's got to be some crazy shit going on there. Imagine like, imagine like the cut of her jib there, Chris. I loved Pretty it. Nice. I think that that explains how... Lim Gibson, we salute you. I think that... Um... Either she's got that from, or that they got it from in Ghostbusters Two, when um, the Statue of Liberty comes to life to, I don't know, fight the Stay Puff or something. I know it's to cheer up New Yorkers. Yeah, because they're all miserable fuckers. So, um, yeah, what what will yeah what will rally? Although, the, if you go, po- I bet it would only rally about like a third of them. There'd be a lot of them still moaning about it. The thing is, like, like people kind of in America consider New York them, them like the people in New York to be kind of the rude, like the coldest, rudest people in America. But they are Just still pace, Chris. But they are still far more polite and friendly than anyone in the UK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're it, to, to us, it still feels like have a nice day kind of thing. Oh yeah, it's still yeah, still a bit much, isn't it? A bit too Ugh. gregarious, for my liking. Oh, fuck off. Don't tell, don't tell me how to live my life. No, I quite, I quite like you meet Americans abroad, and they're always quite gregarious. It's quite nice. But I was, I'm not very good at small talk. I remember meeting a chap. Um, it was up the um, up the top of the um, Empire State Building. No, no, no. It was in France. Um, he, he was he was a tourist to come over to Eiffel Paris. Tower? It was um, no, Notre Dame up the top of the Notre Dame. So you, you Notre can actually Dame. go. 
You can go. You can go up the. Um, yep. If you're a hunchback. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a hunchback, you or you pay, I don't know, like I don't know, eight francs or something. But you got him free, didn't you? Yeah, and I'm a hunchback as well. Yeah. Yeah. Always managed to get nothing on me. Um, yeah. Up you go. And there's even a little. Yeah. There's a little quote from Victor Hugo at the top mm. about him going out into the thing. Oh, okay, that's good. Not a little. Bit <laughs> well, elder. Yeah. So you sit them. Sit them. Be water. That's all I know. Yeah, I can't read. I've never, I've never read the book. I read Les Miserables, and it was. I've seen the old black and white film of it. Kind of tedious in a yeah. lot of parts. Um, it's good, good, obviously good book. But yeah, nope. I'm not my favourite novelist, so I've got no interest. In anyway, reading. American Notre Dame. Anyway, yeah. And he's just, he's just not very... I don't know why I embarked on this story, Chris. It's not very interesting. No? no. Okay. <laughs> he's just, no, just because... Just like the whole small talk thing. He's like telling me about how he's from Boston and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, okay, Good. you know, um, I'm not really but, sure what to say Are you a racist? <laughs> well, no, this thing I didn't... I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's, that's very... You know, it's... I hadn't... I, I wasn't so aware of the Irish connection at that point. I don't know, I was quite a bit younger. Hmm. don't know much about Boston, but... Um, yeah, and then, uh, but no, all I knew is it's kind of like, you know, tea party and all that sort of stuff. And it's quite, you know, one of the original. That's when we kicked you guys out in the bastard tea party. Well, I didn't really want to bring up the tea party thing, do you know what I mean? So Did I didn't, you just really, go, I didn't well, know much about, didn't know care. much else to say about. No, you care about this more than we do. <laughs> oh, no, he wasn't being horrible. He was just trying to have a chat. Did you get in a fight with him? Is that what happened? I was being really, yeah, I threw him off the roof. Fucking right. Good. Yeah. Good. So I'll teach go. him. Have a see party ya. with that pal, I said. Yeah, see you later, chip. Yeah. <laughs> or as you call it, we should call yourself that. Fry. As he, as he fell screaming to the floor. Um, no, none of that happened. No, he was just a, a nice, garish gentleman, and I didn't... But I didn't you've got better at small talk as you've got older, though. Cause yeah, I'm probably better at small talk when I met you. No. I had to tickle you talk, to get you to say anything. Generally. Yeah. <laughs> A bit more into just sort of staring at machines, really. Yeah, but I got you know inhabiting I, my I, I persevered. distance. I did persevere. Like, diminishing returns of anything, but yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't worth it at all. No, no. that's not. No, no. Again, when, just carrying on. I just, when, much when, like when I, I when I do the them. accounts of my life, then yeah. you know, there's a lot of wasted energy there. That was an avenue not worth travelling. Can't go back though, can you? Yeah, it's a problem. This sunk cost fallacy, Chris. You know, you, yeah. think, you figure you think you've gone that far down it now. You might as well carry on going. But you know, sometimes in life, you can see a fork in a road and you take the wrong turn. Yeah. That's you know, and then there's no turning back, and just got to try and make the best of a bad situation. Well, and you know, just wait for the, your regrets. Wait just, for the wait for the sweet embrace of death. Yeah. Squeeze out what what small returns we can from the situation. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go, Captain Kids and his buried <laughs> treasure for the islands. That was a bit shit, wasn't it? <laughs> so what's, oh, what's the myth that he's got buried he's treasure got buried on Liberty treasure Island? He's got buried treasure on Liberty Island, basically. Okay. Apparently people have looked for this, but uh, it's never been found. Mm. You think they would have found it? It's not that big, is it, Liberty Island? It's pretty tiny. I, don't know. Um, I would have thought probably the people who put the statue would have got it first. You would have thought so. I don't know who knows, maybe not. But probably. Maybe it's still there, but almost certainly, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, then, shall we go through our scoring system? Well, as well. Yeah, I suppose so. It is a plot point. Um, okay, Neil. How spookiness was it for you? Yeah, I mean, it's not inherently very spooky, is it? I mean, you've got some spooky elements uh, around his life where, you know, didn't all pan out, and I think... I'm, I mean, I suppose well, if you've been as, as, we, as we as we discussed less than a minute ago, we've all had that. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, the details of his death are pretty grim, but that's all sort of post mortem, anyway. So yeah, fuck it, don't matter. Does be it? honest with you, after you've hung me, you do what you Just, like with the corpse. Yeah, bit of me. On. Yeah. Um, yeah, so not really inherently very spooky. Um, he's a pirate, which makes things slightly spookier. But there's, he's, he, I don't know, he's he. No, this is, see, he's not even a very, like, he's a posh boy, oh, isn't he? Very maiden yeah. Mm. He's, not, he's not really a blackbeard, is he? He's not a terrifying, salty sea dog. The, no. He just seems like a kind of, like, um, yeah, you know. Yeah. He just kind of, yeah. I, I don't, don't I don't rate him. I don't rate him. He's a, he's a shit pirate. Shit man. Shit captain. 
But he made, but he made plenty of money, Chris, and that's that's what counts. Well, apparently, yeah. I mean, we don't know. yeah. I imagine that his letter was basically a last throw of the dice. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to give it a one for speaking. And how is very speaking? So I'm going to give it slightly more. Um, not because of anything you said, but if if you'd just sloped off into the swamp for a bit of how was your father and then like a demon thing came up that would really kill your buzz so that'd be quite spooky well, unless you're Todd in which case unless you're Todd but you Down know to Todd, Todd thankfully is one in a million yeah um, so uh, I think you know that that could be spooky um I imagine for him himself, if his crew were about to kill him and then force him to do like become a pirate, spooky. I don't know. I'm clutching straws. I'll give it yeah, a three. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, believability. Um, so yeah, he existed and stuff. Um, so it's going to have high believability, and he had buried some treasure. Yeah. Um, so so I guess believability. Then the other bits are: Do I believe? that the demon thing showed up his ghost and took the treasure with it. Uh, probably not. Um, and do I think that there's treasure on Liberty Island? I would think it would have been found, but it's not, there's nothing in here, apart from the, him turning up as a ghost and there's nothing inherently unbelievable. So apart from that, there's more out there and I'm, yeah. you know, so I'm going to give it an eight now. Yeah, similar reasoning. I'm going to give it a seven, so I'll be slightly less. But uh, yeah, inherently, there's nothing. I mean, the fact that he might have buried some more treasure is not completely unrealistic. Um, yeah, I hey, mean, you got some treasure. You got a spade. You can bury it, man. And we don't know. You know, somebody might have been trying to protect. They might have found it trying to protect it and done some Scooby Doo style light show. <laughs> if, if 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 the old sea captain could do it on the <laughs> Scooby Doo, then I don't see why they couldn't do it. In the, do you reckon in the... it was like a lantern behind a sheet? Yeah, and then they had like cardboard cutout marionette that they were moving around in front of it. That was a terrible cartoon, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, I I went and saw <laughs> just out of just very interesting, but one of the very oldest films ever recorded. Okay, is um, the Arabian Nights stories. Okay, yeah, but that's all of that is a film. I think it might be that might be considered like the world's first animation or something. I can't remember. It's, okay. it, it's something like that. But it's um, it's all that shadow puppetry. Oh, the yeah. whole thing. Okay, gotcha. But like done really, really well. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, like they used to in the old days when they did Proper it well. Fancy, yeah, yeah, not like just doing a duck with your fingers. No. But it was like, yeah, it was like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that. That was good. Mm. I just, just thought of that. So maybe they did that. Could be. Could be. Could be. Um, so narrative premise now. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, there's pirates, aren't there? People seem to like that, or did briefly, again, you know. People still like pirates. I suppose young, it's sort of one of the perennial boys. things, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's I like the fact that they were quite egalitarian for the time. That's good. Well, you know, it's like you were saying earlier around, you know, how much we'll put up with, you know, because shoplifters are very much the... Uh, Pirates, pirates of the, the supermarket, aren't they? aren't they? So the guy did jump into a shopping trolley with a sail yeah. after it. <laughs> oh, down Ditchling Road or something. Um, <coughs> so yeah, so so yeah, I got, yeah, no, I think I think you could. Um, there's probably a tale you could do around like his life leading up. I mean, the story's already it's there, isn't it? Yeah, it's all pretty much there. I mean, I mean, you kind of, I mean, he probably inspired stuff like Treasure Island and things like that. People think so. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think. And it's, you know, the whole buried treasure thing is one of... Well, again, I don't know whether that was sort of Robert Lewis Stevenson thing, but he probably was inspired by this. So I think, yeah, you know, it probably did inspire quite a few pirate stories. So I'm going to give it um, an eight for narrative premise. Eight. And just so people know, because it's getting slightly dark in uh, Neil's flat, it, his he looks like his features are, sl- are slowly dissolving. I am turning quite ghostly, yeah. My camera's <laughs> going a bit weird. It's not it a is. terribly good webcam, and I'm starting no, to slowly... No, it appear to be. Um, so narrative, it's fine. Yeah, you know, the story's there. Um, it's an interesting twist for me that he decided to become a pirate in his 40s so that his 
like daughters could be in the hoi polloi. Like <laughs> that's like um oh, yeah. It's a, that, that kind of reminds me of like um something that like Cockney bank robbers would have done in the like seventies. Like I've got to make got my like my my little girl's gonna go private school, so I'm gonna have to go go out and do another robbery. That kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of people um, robbing to to improve their station classy, in life. Yeah. yeah, weird. But yeah, it's fine. It's all there. I'll give it a seven. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there must be some kind of like. Um... Movie that's done that premise before. It sounds like a Ealing comedy or something. Yeah. So, the Gentleman Thieves. No. Actually, League of Gentlemen. I've never seen the movie. I might no. Um. <clears throat> so, Reach. Uh, well, I didn't know about the buried treasure. I know about Captain. I've heard of Captain Kidd though. Um. So. Happiest pirate of all time, by by by. Yeah, it's not great. So I'll give it a six now. Breach boys, um, yeah, I don't think this was very well known. I'm gonna give it a four. I think it's kind of like, um, yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, it, it makes it more interesting that it's kind of like buried on Liberty Island, theoretically or or supposedly, yeah. um, mythologically. But uh, yeah, it's. I don't think it's terribly well known. Probably even in New York. So. Uh, yeah, four for me. Four. Okay, that gives an overall score of 44. So, not too bad. Um, and so, don't go down the middle with us. <laughs> so, so thanks for listening to this, um, to this uh, slightly rambly episode. It's been a weird one. Um, but, you know, that's Just life, getting right back in, listeners. <laughs> like the darts, darts players we are. Yeah. Um, if you want to do the thing on... Twitch, then it's Legends Urbane, or if you want to contact us, it's urbane.legend.pod at gmail.com. Um, but that's it for this week, isn't it? Um, it certainly is. That's it. What uh, might be coming next week? We don't know. Yeah. We're just okay. not aware. Maybe the underwater city of Flumtown. Could be. Could be. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, have a good week, everyone. Happy Thursday. Nearly the weekend, eh? <laughs> Don't do anything I wouldn't. Ah, <laughs> means you can pretty much do <laughs> Not anything. Not a lot there, then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah,